It's a big game and it matters. That is straight from Ohio State, which is ready. Oh, they used to say beat Missouri up there and it doesn't anymore. Welcome to Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. And a handful, what do we get? Eight, nine Buckeyes mm -hmm. came out to provide some updates. And they're all pretty significant ones who are confirming that they're going to play in the Cotton Bowl. And then we'll have to read into what that means beyond that. But for the next step, having these guys is pretty significant to play Missouri. Yeah, it was like a big, <clears throat> big group of 2021 recruiting class guys, which I find interesting. So it's uh, Denzel Burke. It's Tyleek Williams. It's Emeka Ibuka. It's Jordan Hancock. Jack Sawyer, Donovan Jackson, I think, are the six from that class. Mm -hmm. It was also Cody Simon, Xavier Johnson, Josh Fryer. Josh Fryer. Nine? Nine. Nine. So Nine pretty important players who said they're going to play in the Cup. And Cody Simon is also going to return next year. He's the only one of that bunch. Xavier Johnson can't. Uh, he might try to. It was nice of him to join us. <laughs> yeah. But this was a day to talk about Cotton Bowl decisions in the NFL draft. And Xavier Johnson was just like, hey, guys, I'm going to be pretty important one way or the other for this game. And then everyone's like, well, but you don't have another decision to make. Why are, why are you out here? So, why are you out here? That's a great question. Why yeah. are you out here? Yeah. Um, he's out here because he's a leader in the team. And this is a team that for the first time really in a handful of years, we see a group of Ohio State players that says, I'm not content with the way this finished. And they're not immediately looking ahead to the big payday they're going to get when they get to the NFL. Now, that's not to say some of these guys still won't head off and make that decision. But it says a lot, I think, about this team and the way they've handled this entire season and the tightness of this group from the start um, of what it means to them to be out here and representing Ohio State. And Jack Sawyer said it like he wants the people in Ohio to have a reason to watch that game because it matters to, to him because he's from Ohio and he knows how important it is. So Devin Brown, obviously another guy out here. He didn't. Oh, uh, I didn't mention Devin. He's That's class cool. of 2022. Um, we but, didn't ask him about the NFL draft, though. Right. He's the only guy that didn't get asked, are you playing in the game? Because it's like, but the, if you're not. But he did get asked if he was staying. Well, which is itchy, which he is. He already burned the boats. We already knew that. Yeah. So I mean, I just think it's it says something in a, in a in a week where a lot of people are looking at fourteen portal departures and going, oh, everything's terrible at Ohio State. The walls are caving in. The sky is falling. When you see that group of people stand up, and say, hey, you know what? This actually matters to us. We're not leaving on this note. I think that's something people should be encouraged about. Yeah, I, th I think even too, like for the you know the the six or so guys that we talked to, talk to who actually do have a decision to make on whether or not they're coming back next year. Like Denzel Burke, who, who I think could be like a second-round pick if he leaves, said even if he decides not to come back, it still matters to send this team off into the 2024 season the right way. So that they're thinking about that, I think, does speak to your point, Berm, that you know not, not everything is broken around here. Denzel Burke probably went further than anybody else in that group to say that his decision was 50-50. It seemed to me, the way the rest of that group talked about it, that they were probably – leaning one way more than another, which was to a return to Ohio State. I think there's a legitimate opportunity. I won't speak for them. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything. I don't know their decisions. I think there's momentum for a much larger group of Ohio State players to return than we considered in, in August. And now there's still a handful of, of people that uh, did not address that specifically in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Tuesday. JT Tuimolowau, uh, Travion Harrison. Henderson come to mind. Marvin Harrison spoke last week, said he was undecided. Uh, that's, you know, whether you want to believe that or not, it's what he said. Isn't it at least interesting Denzel Burke said, I think we're all playing in the Cotton Bowl? And I, I, I don't think he was excluding Marvin from that conversation. Do you? Mm, mm, I don't know. 
I would be, and this is just. I mean, Marv was in that same recruiting class. I would be very surprised if Marv. I would be too, but I thought it was interesting that he said, I think everyone's playing in the ballgame. There does seem to be a thing with that recruiting class that, like, they all want to end this on the right note before they kind of go their separate ways. So I think when Marv said that I'm going to be at the Cotton Bowl, that was the, like, real telltale for me. But I mean, it's it's unlikely, but I'm just saying, yeah, I wouldn't rule it, like, 100% out. Yeah. So, like, 80% out. 80% out. That's fair. I'll go 81. 83. Okay. Seventy-nine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's not how this works. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, we can still read and, and it, it doesn't matter. Like these guys are probably not going to make decisions until after the Cotton Bowl anyway. I think they, the people that have eschewed the transfer portal are sticking around, want to play in the Cotton Bowl and have not come to a definitive decision or at least one that they're ready to make public. And I, I do think that the movement period for Ohio State is probably on hold until after the Cotton Bowl. And that's probably a good thing for Ohio State. And that's not to say minds can't change between now and then. I mean, if someone like Jack Sawyer, for example, who I, I think is probably leaning towards returning, goes out and has four sacks and dominates yeah. in the in the Cotton Bowl against a good Missouri team, maybe his calculus changes. So you don't know how things go from now to then. But the idea that you don't have to spend every minute stressing about that right now for these players and for this locker room as these guys prepare for a game that does matter, um, I think is is important. Which one of those position groups with these decisions looming, Bill, is the most important for the long-term future? The long-term future? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know, man. If, like, if Jordan Hancock and Denzel Burke decide to come back, that's a pretty nasty secondary <laughs> you're looking at next year. I mean, I would... Is that the best secondary in the country, maybe? If both those guys come back and you have Sonny Styles, so also talk today. I forgot a lot of guys to talk today. Yeah. I think we might have had like 15. I said nine. Well, you, I, you were running down the list that I told you to. They had yeah. NFL decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Sonny didn't have a decision. Sonny so. did not have a decision. But when you think about what that group could look like if, if some of these decisions go Ohio State's way, that is, you know, it has to be up with the conversation for best secondary in the country. Um, so that would be pretty impactful. You know, Emeka Ibuka coming back as like a leader for – an otherwise really young receiver group, I think, would do a, a lot of, of really good things for, for that position as someone who can kind of shepherd, you know, true sophomores into larger roles on this offense. Um, I mean, all of them, really. Tyleek Williams is a disruptive dude in the middle of defensive line. Like, I I thought for sure he'd be out here. I'm actually I'm, – I'm a little surprised he's playing in this game, to be honest, and I don't mean that as a knock on Tyleek. I just thought he might be ready to make that move to the NFL so that he's playing in this game I think is, is a good sign for Ohio State. Yeah. But We've all been talking in the last couple of weeks about, well, we expect Jack and JT to at least play in the game, and then who knows what happens in the middle. But if yeah. the idea that Tyleek Williams and Michael Hall, who is not out here talking today, but you don't know, I mean, if the idea that those guys are playing in this bowl game – is real like that changes everything about the way this game should be viewed from an Ohio State perspective. Yeah. That amount of talent that could be returning on defense is is something to really think about. Uh not just with what you mentioned Bill with the secondary, but if there is a possibility that as as Berm said if Jack is leaning towards coming back, if JT Tuimolo didn't quite get that first round grade that was projected back in the spring or in training camp, if Tyreek Williams is is open to sticking around beyond the Cotton Bowl, I mean, now you're not just talking about one of the best secondaries, but one a veteran, proven, high-caliber defensive line. Like That yeah. entire group could be nasty. And now you're adding Cody Simon in there. We've, we've speculated for a month that the door would was open. Cody Simon could, could walk back through it. He did participate in the, in the senior day festivities. But, you know, he confirmed and went through that process that he'll be back. So you've got that to build around there at linebacker. You know, not 
Tommy Eichenberg will not be back. I don't expect Steel Chambers to be back, but you know, you, you would at least still have a proven veteran linebacker who has starting experience, which sometimes I even forget myself that like two years ago that this guy yeah. was starting and cr- making a ton of tackles with a banged up shoulder. It's a fascinating career journey that, that he's been on, but you know, that's, that is a group that would be pretty darn scary. Doesn't it just feel like a, like a really nice mix to like, regardless of the position, if you can have like one sort of stalwart who's been around and seen some stuff, good and bad, pulling forward a group of second, first and second year guys who are just like brimming with a lot of talent that we've been eager to see. If it was just the younger guys, like, oh boy, they're going to take some lumps because they don't know what they're doing. But like, you can have that calming presence in the room, I, I think is going to do wonders for a lot of these position groups if it works yeah. out that way. It, it's important no matter what for the next three weeks to get through this because for guys like, CJ Hicks, who I know people always want to talk about, to, to be able to at least line up alongside Cody Simon over these next few weeks. And we I think we all presumptively believe that he will be the starting linebacker with Cody Simon in the bowl game. Um, I mean, Steel Chambers, I guess, could play if he chooses to. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we're any of us are really expecting Tommy Eichenberg to play. I think Steele is going to play. I don't think Tommy will. Tommy, just to the elbow stuff, I think it's probably better for him to not try yeah. it. but. Like it's important for for CJ Hicks to to see like okay this is what it takes to be a starting linebacker while getting those reps at the same time so I mean it's a really good offense too yeah those things are all really important for Ohio State and again we can project long term what it means when it comes to everyone making a decision after the bowl game but like there's a lot all of the focus on December 29th is going to be about Devin Brown and the quarterback and but having all of those guys playing on defense changes everything because it takes a lot of pressure off of Devin Brown. Checking yeah. the line movement to see if today's news changes it If all. that really moved it? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Day was not available in here uh, to talk about it, but Devin Brown certainly seems to be under uh, the idea that he will be starting in that game. We have a conversation with uh, the presumptive Ohio State starting quarterback for the Cotton Bowl that will be coming your way on the podcast yeah. daily later this week. No movement on that? So it moved. It was one and a half, and now it's a two and a half. Oh, that was that was this morning. So oh. it has not moved as of yet. Wow, Vegas really likes uh, the fact that Ohio State thinks it's going to be rolling in with the full complement, huh? I was, yeah. And uh, what do we got here on the plus uh, one twenty on the money line oh. for Ohio State? Okay, well we'll see what happens. Yeah. I De- mean, Devin said my first start will be in the Cotton Bowl, so I don't know. There's presumption. Well, there. that's a that seems rather. Definitive. But he doesn't get to name it, right? I mean, I, mean, I love the energy <laughs> of naming yourself a starter. I think he did, and I yeah. think he did so with uh, with the appropriate information to do it. Okay. Uh, the Buckeyes are not bringing in another quarterback between now and the Cotton Bowl, who will be able to play in the game one way or the <laughs> other. It's not going to be Lincoln Keenholz as the starter in that game. It's not going to be Tristan Jebby as the starter in that game. It's going to be done. So I, Hey, I just I don't like just, to make presumptions about who's going to start at quarterback for Ohio State. I never have, and I never will. I love his confidence, <laughs> and I think it's it's so easy to understand why the team has always sort yeah. of rallied around him as, as a guy uh, that, they, that they trust. Not to say they didn't with anyone else, but I, I, I do think that there was a vibe throughout the summer that the guys that they were playing with in this room didn't care who the starter was going to be. They were like going to be comfortable in Devin's way about him. He just doesn't seem to really be shooketh by much. No. Two things. So I I, I asked Jordan Hancock, Denzel Burke was asked, Mecca Buka was asked. And I think that might maybe others were asked too about like what so what's up with Devin Brown? Like if you want to see him play, what do we expect? And the two things that everyone said were he's elusive, he can extend plays, 
and he can really throw the deep ball. So if you're trying to get an idea of what this game might look like offensively for Ohio State, I think you might see him throw that pigskin down the field quite a bit. His his issue has been the ability to stay consistent in throwing the intermediate passing game. Like that's what Devin said today. Like people said, what what what's been the issue for you? Getting consistent, being more consistent. Like that's obviously the same conversation we had about Kyle McCord all year long. That's the same conversation you have about any quarterback in the country. Is that like if you are not the same player every snap, that makes things difficult for your team. But like we saw the, the deep ball throw against Youngstown State, mm-hmm. the, the deep ball throw against Purdue. Like he can do those things. He didn't he have like a crazy one in practice the Peach Bowl last year. Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. was like, oh, why are you doing that, Ohio State? Why are you showing people that? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it, he he certainly is not short on confidence and or arm talent. It's now just about how do you rein that in and play within the confines of an offense. And I think that's always been the biggest issue with him is that he is an extender of plays. He is a bit of a freewheeler, and when that happens. Things break down, and when you are so confident that you think you can throw the ball anywhere, that's when interceptions happen, and that's what ultimately was the deciding factor back in April, in August. Yeah, you, and you can see what would have made that a more difficult decision maybe for Ryan Day in hindsight because that throw to Brandon Ennis at Purdue was as good as you're going to see anywhere. It was dazzling. It was you know, on the money. It was put right in a spot where – uh, Ennis could make a play and finish it off, and you—at least I believe it was Brandon Ennis. It was—that feels, right. like feels like six. It was feels like six years ago, but I thought that was his, right. His lone catch of the year. Yeah, it was, you know, awesome to watch it. Like that is what the ceiling looks like, and it, as long as the floor continues to be raised, that's a lot of potential, and maybe why this conversation that we've had for the last nine days about the transfer portal may be moot and maybe irrelevant. Who knows? But this is a big month for that, and. Uh, talk to him afterwards and the foot feels fine. Everything is, you know, after that setback again in November, he said he's hundred percent. And so he's going to get a ton of reps this month. Kyle McCord is not around to take him. Lincoln will get some. Tristan Jebbia doesn't need him. Uh, and then he's going to, I think, probably get most every snap against Missouri. So the floor is his. It's hard to say whether or not being in this position now for Devin Brown, like frees him up or, or, you know, allows him to be himself a little more because he's kind of always that way. It's like, I think if he was having a bad day, you wouldn't actually be able to tell anyway. But Denzel Burke said something that got my attention, which was like the first day they got out of here for bowl practice, like Devin had a really good day. And, you know, they've had other practices and they'll have more. And that doesn't mean every day is going to be a good one for, for Devin. But I think it is promising that the first time he got out here with a chance to kind of run the show and not worry about anything else other than like getting better and trying to help Ohio State win a football game, that he, he had a good practice. So um, I'm excited for it. I, th- I think it's at the very least, it's a it's an interesting layer that, that makes this game worth watching. And it's acknowledgement from Devin Brown. And he said it multiple times today, like he knows that Missouri game is an audition for next yep. year. And so. Like, uh, if he's got any additional pressure being put on it, he's not showing it, which is sort of in line with who he is mm-hmm. as a competitor. Um, he, he's, you know, it's what you want. You want guys who are not to, not afraid to be out here and, and going to throw it all out there. He's get He gets uh, more of those reps uh, along with the rest of the Buckeyes later in the week. I believe that schedule was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the Buckeyes before they're going to send the team home so they can get – a little holiday festivities going on until they hit the road to Dallas on the 23rd. So that's a sort of look ahead is how Ohio State is managing this. It's a it's a difficult schedule. It is a crazy December on virtually every account for Ohio State. But the program is uh, putting their head down and getting back to work and wanting to go out there and make the most against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. So we'll bring as much coverage as we possibly can to you. 
for the rest of the week and into next week. Uh, and stay tuned for that on the podcast channel. These are Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Bill Landis. He's Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward, and we will talk to you later.